Alright guys, we are back with another season of the Sword Art Podcast. And my two lucky uh, slaves for this introduction <laughs> are the, the wonderful uh, staff members that I have acquired. Guys, go ahead and in introduce yourselves. Well, I guess I'm slave number one, Hestia. How are y'all doing? <laughs> wow. Hi, it's Tan. What's up? AKA slave number two. <laughs> <laughs> so we've actually got a lot of uh information to talk about today. Just going through over the <laughs> just going through over the uh the document we've got set up. There is Listen. quite a lot of interesting topics, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, most likely. I was just and listen I said we still have souls to be staff members to Aaron, but don't need to officialize the statement by calling us slaves. I mean, I'm just following the boss's orders. Makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, before we start off today, hey, Commander Root, thanks for the follow. Stay tuned <laughs> later on. Glad to see that's finally working. Uh, but anyways, before we get actually started, I do want to say if you have any questions, comments, concerns, discussions you want to see us have, go ahead and type those out in the chat, and we'll add those on. And we'll, uh, when we get to the, that portion of the show, we will discuss them. All right. Yeah, if you got any questions, send them in as fast as possible. Absolutely. So. Q and A. Q and A. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very interactive. But so, uh, getting started here, we have former or PST member Neo that started up the Weekly Link. What have you, What are your uh, thoughts on seeing how far that, how, as far as that's been going? I'm absolutely in love with the fact that Neo has put in the work to do a Weekly Wink. Be weekly Link. That includes an actual riddle for every week it's done. I'm not smart enough to do riddles, so I'm, I never attempt those. <laughs> but those are more academically inclined. I wish you luck. <laughs> yeah, kind of newsletter thing uh, is really nice. It's definitely something that we have lacked. Um, something I wouldn't have thought that we needed but now that we have something like that uh it's really nice to keep everybody in the loop of something new that might have popped up uh that got missed um uh announcements and such and getting word around has kind of been an issue before so having something on a regular basis coming out with just like well what's what the heck is going on this week who's new who's you know what's going on that's mm. pretty nice all right that's actually very nice just to see that kind of interaction too it's wonderful. Yes, Neo putting in all the work for mentioning players who are new, players who come back, who are back in action, like um, Mina was, and um, Kosan and others. That's always very nice to see. Some old members coming back. Yeah. And see. then you also have the fact that she's mentioning open feds, which are lacking sometimes. So the fact that she's mentioning every open fed that kind of gets put out there, kind of promoting that whole thing is awesome. Yeah, just the fact that he's got the Ask Neo and the different uh, sections in that really makes it more community-oriented, which is wonderful. Uh, so, um, we recently did have an uh, overhaul. We shift all our announcements to blog sections, and so we have a lot more organized, and I think we're going to try to transition our uh, site guides to that just to put it all in a more organized situation. What would you guys say if we did that switch and took everything from the t tutorial subform and actually put a blog section for it? 
Personally, uh, for myself, I would not be. I would not think that's the best idea for it because when it comes to some when it comes to the whole blog thing, if you look on the side, the newer ones get buried kind of quickly. So we have a weekly link now. So well, I mean, th those are all forward. recent. In the well, so in that sidebar, those are all recent blogs and admin. But I can actually add another blog section for tutorials. But if the if I don't think there's going to be a need to do that because in, you can just go to blogs, and then just you can see tutorials right there on the bat, and navigate it that way. Hmm. I think that's the way we currently have it. It's good enough where people can just easily navigate through the entire tutorials by themselves, without needing like a whole blog section dedicated for it, because it's very easy to find most of the things without any problems. Of course, it needs some tweaking here and there for some of the things in the tutorials, either being outdated or not perfectly formatted. But that's just a fact that we're humans; we'll we'll mess up, obviously. Right. That's bad. But yeah, but since, yeah, it's just in my opinion, as it is now, it's pretty good. Okay. But what we're having it having it be as for right now. Right. So I did notice some people started using the guild section too a little bit more. Uh, Neo was actually recently made a guild and is using that. Have you guys had any chance to play around with that, uh, that kind of stuff? Sadly, for myself, no, because I'm not a guild leader. That's more, <laughs> that's uh, my guild leader, Jome, who's more so busy dealing with um, IRL stuff, so he's not been around as much, sadly. Yeah, I'm, I personally can't do much with it at the moment, so. Yeah, I don't think either of us has been too involved with uh, the functionality of the guilds page, uh, but we are both, both of us are actually in the <laughs> Holy Dragon Alliance, um, <laughs> so I've seen, I have seen the guild pages. Um, it's nice, it's, it's definitely a place that you can go to keep all of your guild stuff, to organize uh, any events, to keep things in a central location that before we establish that really we didn't have much we had that guild sub forum but it was it was the same as a thread and um i don't know i like i do like the feel of the uh, what is it the i think it's called the clubs section on like on the site that we're using for the guilds right now it's I, actually I like we it actually, actually renamed it guilds forums. so it's not clubs Ooh, it's perfect. clubs on the on our world seed site but that's because I'm not mm. over there to do any devving. Yeah, I got it. Oh, so, um, Psych Psychotic FX92 in the chat has a, has a divided idea when it comes to tutorials. Control F is your friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the best part about guilds is that each of them has their own leader role, and then each of those leaders can give out moderator roles, which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I think the best part about having a guild space where you can talk, you know, if you don't have a Discord for it, it's usually a very amazing place to just get, like, talk ideas and events you want to happen for it in your guild. Like, right. um, current guild events are happening that I know of. Um, well, obviously, the Celestial, the Celestial Senators are having their Fall from Grace thread where they're disbanded afterwards. And, um, Strider's Guild is dealing with a personal loss. Um, Iados in character has jumped off the jumped off fighting crowd and committed suicide. Oh, yeah, I did no. hear that. That was kinda sad. I had to update the fallen records. Yeah. So so Strider's Guild is obviously very doing some very distraught and heavy emotions right now. They're even having a funeral for Iados in character. 
Oh you. no! <laughs> yep, so basically they have, um... The mem obviously the members who knew Yaros the best, and all guild members to come to the funeral. And he even included a message at the very bottom that states, anyone who is close to Yados in character can like send a PM to try to join to join the Fed. They weren't like initially invited. Hmm. Nice. Uh, speaking of loss of members, or not really loss of members, but players rather. Uh, <laughs> psychotic going crazy. Uh, but um, there's been rumors that a great mythical carnivorous shark is being found trying to uh, is attempted to be found by some people that are trying to revive his his former guild so mm -hmm. we'll keep tabs on that and see where they are momentarily um, it's a myth a myth i tell you <laughs> a shark on land impossible who knows but people have been claiming that there's been some sightings of this mythical beast and uh no one can really functional uh or no one can really provide some factual <laughs> evidence according to if it's true or not. So, what are your guys' takes on that? If this some um, great shark does come back, I'll be surprised because I've never seen this shark for myself. <laughs> but, um, same. For Hestia in character, though, she'd be very happy because um, one of the things I'm having her do in character is basically go through every floor, try to write down all the details for it. And then secondly, talk to as many um, players who've been around longer than her to try to figure out what the passive Ironclad looked like. So if a certain Sark came back, she'd have a very deep look into the very deep past. Back oh, when stats and numbers were a thing. Very deep past. Back when we were on <laughs> PHPBB. Back when Hanzo was not a filthy weeb, but a boss. <laughs> back then we had to deal with other issues. Yeah, when you um you face this floor boss, um Hanzo the set puppeteer who controlled players. Yeah, that was uh that was actually fun. <laughs> it was an interesting boss battle. Honestly, when it comes to when it comes to that idea, it's kind of fun. It's and the, the whole idea of like nowadays controlling players sounds like ludicrous, but um the idea of having that boss to play interaction is something I think is very key to to all bosses. And Sophie, I'm glad that Tay is done with her boss. It's made it amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, anyways, let's uh, move on to talking about some quests and events. So, what are do we have any kind of upcoming quests that are in the works, or uh, how about events? What um, what are we at there, Hestia? Um, when it comes to um, quests in general, for myself. Um, Sadly, I've not been able to talk to Morgson or any of the floor development people. And I can't look at any of the chats to allow me to know knowledge of that. So sadly, I'm very unknowing of the actual officialized quests, I'll call them. But in terms of quests being revamped, there are a few classics being redone, possibly, for a future update. And um, there are a few in the making for Floor 24. With the general idea for the quests being heavily involved with the water portion of Panareza so far. If they've been officialized, unknown. If they, but they have had some work on them. Hmm. What about you, Tess, uh, Tayan? Thoughts? Um, yeah, I can only chime in that that is on my to-do list. Um, 
uh, I had and have been uh, in development for the 424 boss and um, Anderson Hakoru was working a lot on the floor itself, uh, but since he has stepped down, uh, it's it's on my to-do list to go over what he had for the floor, so I'm actually... Uh, something I haven't quite gotten to just yet. Um, I don't know if the quests, if he has any if he had any quests uh, blocked out, if they were finished, uh, or what needs to be done on those, but, you know, we can assure you guys with the release of a new floor, there is always going to be uh, at least a couple good quests for him coming out, so. Nice, so we'll just have to keep tabs on that and, and keep you guys up to date as more information releases. By the way, Saraki, I'd like to interject something. Go I for it. the um, Twitch chat, and we got Neapolitan and Hazard Hazard's chat. And both of them have followed the Sal RPG Twitch chat now. Yeah, thanks for the follow, guys. Yeah, Neo posted in the Twitch chat the current update for Verified trying to find the dangerous strike on land. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an accurate, uh, an accurate description of that situation. <laughs> uh, anyways, what about some... Uh, it looks to me like we've got a couple of events that are going to be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Care to give a take I'm on gonna... that? Well, because um, we got the Plotmaster back in um, Axon after a vacation. France, I think, greatly. One of those two places. I'm not 100% sure where it's. Yeah, Earth is back and is wanting to start up the next murder mystery thread on Monday or Sunday. And he, he let me know that when it comes to the next um, murder mystery thread, it's obviously the two groups are coming back together. Talk about what they found, and most importantly, the choices you make in that in all the murder mysteries from that moment forward will impact what can happen in the future. Hmm. And and after the murder mystery, we got um, Itzel's event that he worked alongside with Morganson called Fallen Angel. It's for floor thirteen. It's two events, one for tier one slash two tier players. So, yeah, there's that, and there's the other ones for tier 3 players. That would be a lot of fun. For and when it comes to the event for the Fallen Angel, I think the most interesting thing for myself is going to see how the tier 1 slash tier 2 players deal with the whole... having to form their own party, basically, without having any in-character knowledge of how to form a raid group. Mm, without all the frontliners there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can uh, say I know Itzel and the Morg have worked very hard on it. Uh, it's been in development for a long time while they've been doing their best to polish it up and make it as good yeah. as they can. So, no, I'm, back. I'm really looking forward to now that it's it's finally rolling out. Uh, I hope it if, goes very well. Speaking of know how long it's been it looks like Eret's in the chat. Yeah, boy, Eret's in the chat now. <laughs> also, um, when it comes to how long this event's been in the work for, Let's just say that last Christmas was when this was supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to. We don't run on yeah. supposed to times these days. I mean, have you I seen 3.0? I don't want to release schedules. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when it comes to release schedules, we're about as consistent as... The government? Nothing. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> I'm gonna have some knocks yeah, on my door after this. <laughs> They're always listening, Saki. That would be where the Illuminati. Always watching. Always watching, Lazowski. 
always watching. <laughs> also, um, about the Floor 15 event, real quick. Um, it doesn't start tomorrow. The sign-ups start tomorrow, actually, for both events. I believe it's both events. I know confirmed it's Tier 1 and Tier 2. So I'm assuming it's also Tier 3 starting tomorrow. The sign-ups will last for mm -hmm. an entire week. There will be a merchant there that you can buy stuff from. So that'll be actually pretty useful. Oh, if yeah, we, we don't have to rush the poor crafter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> that never turns out good. Yeah, especially when most of the crafters are just busy some real-life matters. Right. It's also, the, it's also the fact that Neo's the only cook now in Ironcraft who's active. Oh, since... Neo is a saint from the last boss. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out for Neo providing half of the all the buffs from the cook side of things. <laughs> with Pinball trying to keep up. How about just shout out to Neo for being a cook? Oh, hell yeah. Neo is the <laughs> all OG around. for being a cook. Your one-stop destination. Dedicated crafters of the real MVPs. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of um, cooks... I've RP'd with a new player by the name of Black, who's actually going to become a tank cook, so... Oh, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, so Neo won't be the only cook. But then again, you have Pinball who tried to be a cook, so... Hopefully he, he keeps with it on the Pinball. The poor spear boy's trying, but he keeps falling behind. Psychotic, what are you, who are you on site? Um... I've, I have not seen the name Sakai before in the chat, so I think that might be Black. I'm, I'm very uncertain, though. Uh, could be. I think it's Black, because he did we're a smiley a few, face. Yeah, we're a few seconds behind, yeah? Right. Yeah, yeah it's, pretty, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty quick behind, so I mean, there's not too much. Wait, Pinball gave you an order of 15 dessert, which is a cook thing, which he could have done himself. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Hey, it's, it's good work. Get out, source. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Pinball's being lazy about it. Ooh. Pin just has other... Yeah, it is black. Pin just has other stuff on his mind, apparently. Pinball in character, I like where he's going with his plot, which is basically... He's becoming an orange player, so... <gasps> Ooh, I do like Pin's character. I haven't gotten much chance to RP with him, but... Luckily, I've, like have, I've had a lot of time to RP with Pinball, because I have my alt called Mars, who's basically his DPS buddy. Ooh. And nice. basically, when, it, when, I, I, when Pinball orders stuff from my, al my alchemist shop on Mars, there's one thing I've noticed, I like the comments, I've made a comment towards Pin about it, is, oh my god, we're the DPS version of Beat and Sealed, help me. <laughs> <laughs> Because the quote, pin the quote pinball in his post, um, I'm gonna basically paraphrase it, is he walked in my shop, said hello, the very sing-song version of his voice, ordered all my stuff, took the stuff he ordered, and said, thank you, lovely, bye, and left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, are psychotic. we gonna expect a Mars pinball wedding soon? Hey, I don't even know. When I mentioned that to um, pinball. He said, and he entered the general chat's SCO and said, hashtag Marsball, 28th, done the date. <laughs> I ship it. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, Psychotic, you can go into your Twitch settings, go to your profile, you should have an, uh, 
a space that says username, there should be an edit icon or display name underneath that. That's how you can change it. Uh, oh, yeah, that's Sorry, for Twitch. For the moment, um, vote for a sec new section of the podcast. Some clever name about ships. <laughs> <laughs> I completely missed that. Oh god. If we had a section of the podcast dedicated to sip names, that'd be silly. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, oh my goodness. You know how crazy that would be? Remember when that thread was first uh, created? Ooh, the, yeah, SARTG <laughs> ship. That was, Friend. that was uh, pretty mm. wild. The thing is, the only um, sip names that I know of, that I may remember forever, is um, Cal Hour, which is Cal Hour. Cal Hour! <laughs> which is um Calyx, the best tank in Minecraft, and only best tank because of his unique skill Achilles, <laughs> and Oikawa, a orange player who did one message in the floor twenty three boss meeting and then um noped out. Oikawa, the murderer, his only redeeming quality. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's all. That's all I know about Oikawa. If you can find more, you can find more information. Happy. Uh... Fun times, man. All, Fun times. All I know about, I know about Oikawa is his famous murder of Zell. Or was it, um... Was it... Who, oh, because the other person was like, no, it was, was that Daron? It was Zell, uh, and Opal was the one that killed Dom. Okay, it was Dom. I was like... Cause I knew it wasn't Daron, because I knew Daron survived that incident. I was like, who was the other person? I couldn't remember <laughs> the name. Yep, Zell and Dom. Yep. yep. And, they, and then on that day... The, they created a monster known as Death Adder, the, ed the edgiest Lord of Eds. <laughs> that was that was also pretty crazy. Uh, so many fun times though. Those are the days. Oh yeah, if you guys if you guys don't know who Death Adder is, um, look him up on the yeah, side. This, um, <laughs> he's a, he's a little boy with the dual wielding Kirito style, but instead of being a happy person, he's a very edgy person. Don't piss he, him he off. You like Kirito and <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the definite here, Taeyeon, is that the fact that Death Adder uh, basically wants to be a hero is willing to put down anyone else who wants to be a hero of Aincrad. I mean, wants he stabbed Jomei. Jomei had it coming. Yeah, no, I no was... offense, but he had it coming. Was... <laughs> Suck with the hot takes. Hey man, you got to bring a different aspect into this thing. Oh yeah, but FCC, um, if I actually want to see Death Adder in action, look at Floor 21. That was the last sighting of Death Adder. He basically went up against the boss, did some things, broke, broke Zelius' most prized possessions, and then left. Mm-hmm. Um, just pretty much any context for that. Um, I don't believe that we have anybody who can, um, to dedicate much time to playing as Death Adder and making him more of a prominent character on the site. Uh, so for now, we did kind of want to have him withdraw back into the shadows for the time being. So uh, unique skills themselves are uh, have, are and have been completely revamped with 3.0. I don't believe there's any plan to release them before that, but yeah. just, just kind of like a like a placeholder to give a bit of explanation as to you know, why he fell off the face of the earth <laughs> while we're working on this. Don't worry about it. And then when it comes to Death Adder Awesome, we try to play him. He's had 
many renditions because of the simple fact he's been passed down from one member to the next. Different authors makes it a bit rough. Yeah, right? so it's like hard to play him just right with what you've been given. Basically, I think we also use this excuse as a um, him fading to the shadows to give him time to be whatever he needs to be for the next person. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, um, going on, going forth, what if, uh, you guys want to talk about the upcoming floors? Well, when it comes to the next upcoming floors, we ha the ones that are known and have been talked about before in the podcast was that PST member Ruby, also known as Beatbox, whoever you want to call him, or as Tan likes to say, <laughs> um, lowercase b for beat is beatbox, I think it was. <laughs> in other case, b for beat for beat is um beat the DPS duo in sealed and beats. I have a system. A system that somewhat works reasonably. <laughs> yeah, so we have um Ruby working on um floor twenty five, which be which is called um the Minotaur War Zone. So. Bit of a hint as to what might that be about. Yeah. And basically. <laughs> The thing I worry the most when it comes to that floor is the idea of Asterios coming back in any form and safe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Asterios no come, safe, back and, come back in this at any point, it's everyone's just screwed. And if everyone doesn't, and if anyone doesn't know who Asterios is, um, look it up. He's <laughs> known <laughs> as the most. He's known as the most evil creature because of cause he can stun everyone and anyone over and over and over again without stopping, seemingly. <laughs> Was that a very accurate description, Tayon? <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. We don't talk about this anymore. Even who thought Asterios was a good idea, um, that was Mac. And not Macrodon, Mac. <laughs> um, but as far as future floors go, uh, of course we've got Panarays as the main settlement of floor 24 um luckily floor 24 does have a wiki entry uh so we have a we have a little bit of canon information to go off of um i really don't think much if anything happened in it in the first season uh of sao um i'd see on the wiki page it has things about mother's rosario so uh, not, not much as far as uh, canon quests or anything notable that happened on the floor, but at least we've got like some good artwork to work with uh, to give a good feel of the floor, and having uh, that strong visual I think is really nice. Yeah, definitely. Having a strong visual is always a good thing, just because then that gives us more detail that we can use to better create a floor. Um, okay. So, what's something you guys would like to see in, in future floors? I really just want to have more character the boss interactions, be it mindless monster or not. <laughs> and monster, mindless monsters, basically, the example of it would be by would be Bialis, a horse, no thoughts, no sentience to it. Meanwhile, then we have Tan's boss, who's not a mindless monster, but a collective five people. We're varying. Interesting personalities, and I feel bad for Tan since he lost a comic relief <laughs> right away. <laughs> um, well, fun fact, um, Alice was also my design, though, uh, 
a bit more rushed. Um, the Dark Elf Council was my first project into boss design, and uh, that was in progress for about a year before it actually <laughs> went live. Um, but Bialis being my second attempt at boss creation was my first um, my first one to run. So it was my, my uh, first time running one, and there was a lot of takeaway from that. And there we'll get we'll get into it later. But there was there is a lot of takeaway from this <laughs> boss fight. Boy, oh, this boss fight has been nothing but beautiful, beautiful chaos and abuse. I mean, what? <laughs> As Neo said in the Twitch chat, we've all seen when empathetic boss has got us. <laughs> Speaking of empathetic bosses, uh, what's the biggest issue that frontliners face in this boss raid? Themselves. <laughs> Each other. <laughs> Elaborate on that. Um, okay, basically we have to talk about what happened in the boss fight first to get to that. Um, basically what happened so far is, what happened first was, the players focused down bosses one by one, starting with, um, Ritar, which was, um, the poison guy, who's a, who I would call a little bit insane in the head. <laughs> Jeez. Want to talk about retired Altan, since we're on, talking about your boss? Oh, sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I spent a bit developing each of them. Um, I might have gone a, a bit overboard with a couple of them, but I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> um, yeah, um... I, I had an idea of what each of them were like before and after this whole fall of the Dark Elf Queen. Um, that is a huge piece of lore uh, about Floor 23, um, is, you know, what happened to the Queen and what happened to the surface? Why are all of these, why are all of the Dark Elves living in the underground, um, you know, seemingly waiting for the end of a war that has long since passed? Uh, where maybe they have not necessarily lost, but they certainly did not win. Uh, and in the boss fight, uh, the Dark Elf Council, comprised of five members, um, each each of them has their own motivations, their own ideals, being a part of this council. Um, I really wanted to make them three-dimensional, uh, and I am happy with how they... <laughs> turned out. Uh, yes, Ritar was one of the inherently evil guys. Um, this, this council in itself is, is not good. They have done some bad things. They're, they're, they're bad guys. Um, but, uh, yes, Ritar was, uh, he was, he was in it for his own gain. Um, he was an alchemist, um, an experimenter, and well, with the queen gone and Asoxi taking over as the head of the council, he was he was free to uh, develop some of his more dangerous experiments, uh, and his mental stability quickly went downhill as he was the first <laughs> to get focused and absolutely wrecked. Uh, he he was my uh, main form of raid damage, so... <laughs> yeah, Ritar was all about the AoE stuff. Having him go early was surprising, actually. Um, though, 
you know, going in going in close to blind made total sense, and after the huge amount of damage that went out in the first round towards him until up until the point where it became more clear that uh, he was not a healer, uh, there they they really did not make a bad decision just continuing to cut him down yeah when it came to the floor boss and how we were meant to tackle it the general idea was that i believe they called roy the hikoru wannabe what was that with tai uh that was that was rory uh first he started out as what it was at my chemical dps <laughs> Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, Ritar was a uh, Hikoru wannabe because, I think it was specifically because he had a dagger. Oh yeah, I think that had to be it. So they thought he was like, um, I think the idea was maybe he was dangerous because of the fact he could stab the back row people, not the tanks. Yeah, and I mean, daggers, I feel like, very ambiguous when it comes to a role because we've seen, like, obviously Hikoru, uh, hidden stealth users that use daggers. Uh, you also have an SAO cannon, Pina the Beastmaster uses a dagger. Uh, and now we have, uh, I had Ritar the Alchemist uh, use a dagger, poison dagger, even. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Venna came next to Rory, who got knocked out next. <laughs> oh, so sad. My mouthy boy. <laughs> yeah, Roy was the one who had all the sass and personality to the point where Morgenstern, in character, helped him to his feet and said, You know what, buddy? Continue to do what you're doing. You're doing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think it's an encouragement for a guy down on his luck. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, besides myself, who started the boss raid by ignoring all commands from Macrodon, was the appointed com like commanding officer of the field? That was the point where um, Aerith was most likely starting to lose his sanity. Because oh my God, Aerith lost it. When that it... that move by Morgenstern, I am I am surprised it had the impact that it did. Uh, from you know my perspective in the fight, playing um, I brought both Teon and Tal uh, into the fight. Um, and I can relate more closely to Taeyeon's perspective, uh, just kind of indifferent. So it's it's surprising to me that some characters were so moved one way or the other uh, in the interactions with this boss. Um, and I could never have predicted that some would go so far. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and fast forward a little bit to uh, Hiru's move and his decision to physically defend one of the bosses and try to help them <laughs> while the fight is going on. Jeez. Mm -hmm. oh, so yeah, that's that's what we mean by players cause their own downfall. Because Hiro moved to defend a um, defend the small Healy boy, Duras. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, everything went to the garbage can. Because <laughs> um, what happened was, Hugh acted first in his group, he went forward, protected protected the arrest who was about to die soon. Because it made sense. The last members were a DPS person who hit the tank, so not too much worry unless you're Morgenstern, who's been bullied. <laughs> <laughs> Rip him. Um then there is um Eva Hira, the paladin woman who has a good heart, I would say. But you know, see kinda let the evil things happen, so Evil. Um, <laughs> then there's Duras, who's 
when he first entered the boss room, and for half of the fight, I'll say, he showed a very lack of emotions. But the more, but after the first people two, first two people died, he started panicking. And then when he's getting close to death, all the emotions he had is unleashed, I would say. And so Hiru jumped in front of him, protected him, which then made his group, which was sealed, Baldur, and the rest of them, not do anything that for that entire round. <laughs> we just said, like, I'm not doing anything, see, what this, see how this plays out. And then group two Okay, continue what you say. I was, oh, sorry. I, I believe uh, Baldur, because Beat was actually stunned for the round, so um, he didn't have much he could do. Baldur, I think, went for Isoxy instead. Right. Yeah, um, that's where at least that's where they started deflecting from. All right, I guess see where this goes and start stopped attacking right. the healer and started attacking the DPS. Which I mean, they've they've made a good dent in her, uh, so definitely wasn't wasted action. Um, and here I'll say I I know I uh, definitely played up the uh, the <laughs> the more human aspects of those two specifically Eva Hira and Duras. Uh, I I might have overdone it a bit with uh, <laughs> how I was trying to draw empathy for them um, because out of character I will reiterate they are evil. Um, the council as a whole is evil. At least, uh, if it makes sense to pity anyone, uh, it, it worked out well that it was Duras, him being, uh, or at least his design being of an actual child. Maybe uh, the backstory there is that he doesn't know that what he's doing is wrong, or he doesn't have a choice in the matter. Uh, so for this to kind of like turn on its head, uh, that that ends up making the most sense uh so i'm interested to see gosh there's gonna be so much fallout from this <laughs> i'm interested to see where the frontliners mm -hmm. stand uh amongst each other even after all of this uh i can tell you right now i know the fate of one guild already because of this <laughs> well that's gonna be rough <laughs> oh yeah but we weren't even done um then came then came group two after hugh protected um Duras. That's where things went downhill. Um, oh, the infighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we fought, we started over with Strider. He tackled um, Hero to the ground. Like, just flat out tackled him to the ground, pinned him to the ground, yelled at him by saying, what, what is he doing? Why are you doing this? It's not, it's not helping humanity like you say it is. And then they came Hidden, who stabbed Hero while he's on the ground and couldn't do anything. <laughs> Then Pinball came in and stabbed Hidden, and Vendo Sikuru, who did, this, did the sanest thing in that situation, and um, attacked Duras with some decent damage. Although, even here, his sacrifice was actually up at that point, and she was able to intercept the blow, though his phase did proc, so he got some bypass on her high mitigation. Wasn't all for naught, but... Yeah. And um, Zanja... Did like a um, healy thing on Hikuru because he was um, paralyzed that round, mm -hmm. so that's why he did nothing. And the tank of that round was who's the tank of that group? Calrex. Oh yeah. The oh funny thing is, poor the, Calrex. The, no, no, no. This is the best part. Before anyone did anything for that round, Calrex in character thought to himself, "I'm gonna set an example, the golden example for what my group should be doing." He went in, he hit Ixoxy, he did the damage, and then all that happened, and... where um, the infighting happened. 
<laughs> I, I feel so bad for Calix for that. He's like, I'm gonna set the example of Ben and all this went downhill. Yeah, so and we ben, got... And Ben oh. came group free. And, um, they actually focused Exaxi for the ones she posted, which was Jome and Itzel attacking Exaxi. Oh, yeah, and, Mer and Morganson, I think. So it was Morganson, Jome, and Itzel attacking Exaxi during the smart thing, which was not attempting to kill Hiru. And then there was my group who focused Exaxi and Ibuhira, because we had um, one DPS boy who was an AoE, which was Domaris. So we attacked both of them. I focused I focused on Soxies because I was doing that the entire time to raid anyway. <laughs> That's all I did for the first three rounds of combat is attack Soxie. Because for the one simple fact is relentless I... questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, Give me the lore. As I said, Hestia is all about trying to figure out the lore of everything. So you see this. Mm -hmm. Relentlessly bombarded Saxi while punching her in the face with her sword, demanding answers. <laughs> yeah, so we've got frontliners striking down other frontliners. So many emotions in this boss fight. Jeez. Yeah, real quick before we get too much in, too much more into uh, going over what's going on in that raid, I do want to give a couple of shoutouts. Uh, our recent donations, we do have uh, Percival, who's in a monthly donor so we have a huge thanks for her, for that donation and a recent donor donation came through from was Hazado and I uh, uh, huge thanks to him and then we've also had I believe there was also black who also donated so huge thanks to you guys thanks for the support and uh, thank you continue doing what you do by the way um <laughs> let's just talk about the Twitch chat for a quick little moment um Actually, I've, I, said, I said for the Q&A section, since I'll, I'll put that down for later. Let me do that. Alright, go for it. And, and, yeah, basically, when it comes to the whole anarchy part of things, um, I feel bad for Megadon, because he's seeing um, a Vice Commander Hero <laughs> protecting a monster. So Megadon, um, I talked to Megadon about what he's what his kid is going to be doing and how he's reacting to all this, and... Spoilers to anyone who doesn't want to know what's going to happen. Okay, I continue now. Um, basically, Macrodon in character is leaving the KOB because of the thing about how he allowed this to happen in the first place. Wow. And then you got Hiru, who, since Macrodon's leaving, he's going to be all sad and he's going to go loner boy again. <laughs> so that means either loner while staying in the KOB or. Nono as in leaving the guild altogether along with Macrodon. So. Tensions high, guilds crumbling, what next? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a very interesting fate that's happening to them. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> that's wild. And then when it comes to other players who react into this, um. Itzel's. and character very disappointed with, with what's happening. Um, then you have Itzel's alt character Domaris, who's lost faith in all of humanity at this point. <laughs> and that's, that's, I mean, that's not me dramatizing something. That's what he said in character, quoting it. Um, wow. I, think... I, f I feel like, uh, well, you know, pretty decently past the halfway point in this fight, um, it's, uh, it is in, it is on the downhill portion, just kind of riding the rest of the fight out right now. Um, 
but yeah i think at this point most of the high like the in character writings can be happening coming from the player side of things because you are left with um Isaxis, who's well he's Isaxis. he's not that empathetic of a character oh goodness no if anything she's the worst <laughs> <laughs> there shouldn't actually be any question about uh, cutting I, her down. I mean, She's been the most mouthy and uh, least remorseful, for sure. I mean, when you, when you think of um, Hugh's nicknames for all the bosses, he's one came up with My Chemical DPS and Hikuru Wannabe. He called Isaxi my waifu, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. So... I think there might be a slight bias to maybe like her. <laughs> and here's yeah, and here's the one jumping in front of bosses to protect them. <laughs> <laughs> Strike down like Asuna. Oof. So yeah. Um I, I think I actually forgot the name what they gave him what they gave for Durvas. I think it was like the boy who lives or some Oh Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Hard. that. Yeah, tarot card boy. That makes sense when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, so so writing out the rest of this fight, um, actually, I would say I think the the worst of it is over. Hero jumping in like that was definitely a curveball for everybody, myself included. Um, but it makes for a dang good story. So, <laughs> no, it just sounds like it's gonna be quite interesting going forth. Speaking I'm really interested of, yeah. to see how it affects the next um, Frontliner meeting, people's personal threads <laughs> after the boss fight. There's going to be a lot of fallout, a lot of uh, character interaction, you know, people feeling like they're they're seeing others' true colors. <laughs> Maybe they're more uh, solidified in their own mindset of how, you know, what is the best way to get out of here? Who can I rely on? All of those things are kind of what I think might be going on through people's heads right now. Right. Well, I, this I just remembered that Matt... I know, sorry, sorry, sorry for interrupting you, but... <laughs> oh, you're good. Go ahead. You, you know Discord um, lag is a high annoyance when trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, when it comes to... I remember that Matt John himself also said he's going to be leaving the front lines for a little bit, in character, for in-character reasons. So you're losing a member also because of this because of this one raid. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, this entire raid's gonna be a huge turning point in just how uh, the players are going forth. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting just to keep tabs and see what's going on after this raid's over. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Anarchy. Absolutely. That's why the hot. That's why the, that's the hot word right now. It's anarchy everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh... Yeah, at least from at least from my plans after the raid, I'm. Gonna want to have Hestia try to attempt to hold a um, meeting among at least as much people <laughs> as possible, being like, "Okay, weapon last time was a um, the worst thing ever that could have happened for us. How do we learn from that?" <laughs> and try I'm... to, and basically the idea I want her to try to go for is try to form a code of conduct at this point of what's allowed, what's not allowed to do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just imagine Hestia, like, wherever it's held, some kind of room or something, she's got everything set up, she's got, like, her little journal out, she's 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 sitting down, she is ready for this meeting, she knows exactly what she's gonna say, and this, like, empty room. <laughs> just... 
Is it this cricket? It's like, like, that, chirp, like chirp, when you chirp. invite everyone to a birthday party and no one shows up. <laughs> oh, jeez. When you say that, the first thing that came to mind was a song done by, um, done by NSP. Like a song done by NSP. I don't want to say the actual name. It's like, what's the um, rating of this um, podcast? What's the rating of this podcast? Is this a PG-13 podcast? Uh, there's no restrictions on the podcast, but it's whatever. Okay, now say the name Mature of the band. Mature language. <laughs> Warning. <laughs> enable. <laughs> explicit content. I'll say the name of the um, band I'm talking about. NSP stands for Ninja Sex Party. Oh. Which, which is the which the band singer's name is Dan Avedon. Which it, he's most known from Game Grumps. And the song he has is called um, Danny Don't You Know. One of the lyrics from that song is, You invite all of your... You invite... It's your, it's, your, it's your birthday and you invite all your friend are here. All your friend <laughs> are here. <laughs> yep. Jeez. Oh, beautiful. NWA all over. Wait, MWA. I'm confused. The band. Have you not seen Straight Outta Compton? I have not. <laughs> sorry. Wait, has it? Sorry, Neo pointed something in the, in the Twitch chat and she said... She thinks that more gets worn off tanking altogether. Ooh, I mean, I'm aware of some definite uh, issues between Morg and one of our one of our other top tanks right now, Shield, uh, being in the mm -hmm. same field. There's definitely been some strain between them as far as yeah. kind of the kind of the who's a better tank <laughs> feeling Sorry. and yeah, with Morgan Stanley feeling. Me. Mm -hmm. So, like, message me the name of what the NWA stands for, so I decided to burst the quickly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're good. I sent it to Oh, no. Uh, but with the... <laughs> but with Morgan Stern already kind of in a rough place uh, with that internal conflict... This is just my take on, on what his story is going on, but with his internal conflict um, with, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., one of his own guildmates... Uh, for the time being, now having this happen, you in his last post you saw a complete shift in his mindset, kind of just really questioning his own actions, in which maybe the less vocal people didn't think there was anything wrong with it, but he was definitely, I don't know if I want to say ousted is the right word, but he was brought under fire hard by by the more critical, more vocal people in the raid so far. Mm -hmm. Rough. Yeah, when it comes to the Celestial Ascendant's attitude towards each other, and this them themselves as a character, as characters themselves, very, very big guild with like a history to the site, and they've, and this shows in their character, because you have the mm -hmm. conflict between Morgan and Stern and Sealed as I think Morgan feels like in character has this inferiority complex to him when it comes to tanking. So he takes things very personally to that matter. And then you have Hikuru as a character who has this um title to himself, the Master of Shadows, because of his um, unique skill. But at the same time he, he himself has developed this like complex of needing to be in the shadows, because that's what people expect from him. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't like the idea of becoming forgotten and like just ignored by people. Oh yeah, if I recall correctly, he had a very emotional thread with you and Balder I a did, short time yes. ago. A lot and the of thing things is, um, came out there. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, we're continuing that thread. Um, 
never Balder has the time to post again. Oh, awesome. This, this was brought up, um, this emotions were brought up <laughs> from the, um, oh, Betrayal of the King quest when they did it mm -hmm. together. And he grew up that whole thing to him, and Balder has to try to help him with Balder being more better at it, because mm -hmm. he's very good at helping people with words. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm mean, very awkward, and better comforting people with words. And the best thing I can do is try to be the best positive force possible, try to counteract its sadness. And yeah, so then he crew invited Bald and Hestia back to his ha back to his house, which is very fitting of Ikuri with what it's designed to be, which is a cave on floor twenty one, far out of reach. Behind a behind a secret door of all things, also. But, <laughs> so it fits with his whole master shadows, always being a, the sneaky shadow person, which was which what he's known for. And in fact, he's also in charge of the information brokers in character. What he likes to do. Yeah, seeing those info brokers start working more and more it, from the time that they were first created is going to be interesting. Just to see how players interact with them. Yeah, good point. So I'm very curious how this is all going to be panning out in the end. Because <laughs> with so many things happening in such a short time span, it's just going to be chaos in a nutshell and see how people just adapt to that. Right, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting watching this going forth. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to make sure to keep tabs on many as the frontliners as possible at this point. Just to see what they're doing with themselves up to this. Yeah, like, definitely. How do the characters doing? Yeah, that especially since some of them will come into our uh, topic highlights too, going forth, just to see where people are going and keeping tabs. So speaking of topic, the topic highlights, have you guys seen any interesting topics besides the raid this month? Or since we've had our last episode? Mm. I... As I, as I said like last time I was on the podcast, I never like to promote my own threats because I don't like the idea of having that possible personal bias towards things. So I don't like to mention my own threads at all. So if I have, if I have interesting threads, I won't even mention them because that one reason. Okay. Interesting sure. topics? I mean, yeah, as far as threads go, um, I mean, I don't, uh, as much as I wish I could, I don't really um, browse through threads much anymore. Um, so I, I don't have anything off the top of my head as far as, um, like, interesting threads going on on their own, uh, although I know that they're happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you want to talk about topics we know about, there's obviously the Spinal hiatus thread of trying to find a dangerous Sarkland boy. <laughs> and there's also, there's also the Fall of the Ascendance thread that's happening for Itzel's Guild. Um, for any others, I'm not sure what would count as a big interesting A couple people are bringing up Zan's beach party. Uh, oh, that is... and Neo. Mm. Oh yeah, this isn't the first time that uh, Xander's hosted a beach party. Um, I've really only heard bits and pieces about it. I'm not attending myself, but I know that there was a couple. It looks like there was a lot of thought put into it. Um, they had like a, something like a scavenger hunt, mm -hmm. and uh, now they're doing, I believe it's a combat section, or maybe they're preparing yeah. for it. I read about that update in the title of it. Yeah, um, I'm, the reason I know most of it is I've been 
watching the general chat of seeing people talk to each other about it, which was mainly Neo and Haz and other people who are actually participating in it. I have not participated in it myself, mainly because I cannot find an in-character logical reason to do so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. and think, yeah, Taren's right, there was a scavenger hunt, which was based on, um, Zan imagine, I imagine Zanjo in-character placed around crystals of varying colors all around the beats. <laughs> instead of being, um, a set amount of each crystal, with one being worth more than the other, there being three different types of crystals. And it's going to be a swimsuit competition? It's Zanja. What do you expect, Tayon? <laughs> <laughs> you right. Uh, no, but I, I love that kind of thread. Um, we, I, was it last year? I do. <laughs> um, the, the staff run summer events that I was involved in with the, uh, fireworks festival and the beach party. Um, <laughs> The, the beach party yeah was very much just like a, a here's a here's an open party thread we've got some some people to host it and kind of push things along but other than that it was a pretty standard social thread so what Xandra is taking the extra time to do uh, is really nice I like stuff like that you know if any kind of events party type things any little games or extra mechanics that can be come up with and thrown into a thread like as long as it makes sense and it's not um you know treading any lines as far as non-sanctioned rewards obviously you can't like make up your own items to give out without uh some kind of approval or working with staff but um little little extra mechanics something to make it more fun or just kind of out of the ordinary like let's do a scavenger hunt on the beach yeah that kind of stuff is great i love it I think um, when it also comes to the whole, mention the whole prize thing, I think that when I talk about Zanja about her little event thing, about the beats, um, I think she even mentioned that she's, she personally is handing out things from her own personal reservoirs of her things. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, don't quote me on that being the actual factual truth, because wow. my memory's not the best at times. <laughs> if, if there are any rewards, of course, if the player goes out of their way to incentivize or you know give something to the community for participating that's that's always awesome yeah for sure it's definitely a nice community builder that they make mm -hmm. I, I think that also helps improve Zanja's character at least extent because every time she's trying to mention her character and what she's done with her past she's mentioned she's always had a bad rep in character mm -hmm. the reasons she's had I've not been around the site long enough to know what those reasons are exactly so, by her, uh, by her doing these things and character with like, by trying to incorporate the community and more specifically the newer characters, it's allowing a chance for her to redeem her character's reputation mm -hmm. to extent. Yeah, and I can provide a brief history lesson. Um, there was a huge fallout with a bunch of different people when uh, it was actually Ariel that killed Lowenthal. Um, oh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little I'm a little fuzzy on all the details. I think there was much more to it than just Ariel killed Lowenthal, but um, and so probably because of that, maybe there was some more information that not everybody's aware of. Um, Zandra, being Ariel's best friend, um, sided with Ariel, and there was a huge conflict between, you know, uh, Jome, her fiancé at the time, uh, was, you know, Lowenthal's best friend, and so mm. having Zandra side with 
you know, this person who in a in a duel because uh so she didn't actually change to an orange cursor. Um but hey, on the monument of life it's Ariel's name marked next to Lowenthal, so now yeah. that makes so much sense why they broke up in character, Jome and uh, Zandra. Oh yeah, that's why yeah. Zandra got um, such a such kind of a bad reputation in the first place was you know being tied to Ariel, who had such a negative view in the community. You know, maybe maybe for the right reason, maybe not. I haven't gone poking around in there, but uh, this is. I feel she's been wanting to do some kind of redemption, maybe distance herself from Ariel. Um, and you know, try to not too difficult become... to just stuff from Ariel. Come <laughs> <laughs> closer to the community and and show everybody that she's not a bad guy on her own. So that's something like this beach party. Yeah. I think that when it comes to the beach party, party and other events he's gonna host, it's gonna solidify her reputation at least among the lower players and anyone who hears about it through the network of word of mouth. That she isn't as bad on herself by herself, at least mm -hmm. S to herself has done one threat of, of Zanja that lasted about three months because life's life's difficult sometimes. And we did most annoying fed I'll call it quest, <laughs> which is um trouble in the mines. Mm. If you're trying to you try to go for the extra rewards, it's just like it's it's a grind. <laughs> uh, and I saw always? Neo. And I saw Neo asked about Ariel's uh, cursor color. Uh, according to green. her profile right now, yep, she's still green. I don't know if she had a time where she went orange, but she is currently green. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but we also don't do the uh, the typical rule to where if you're if you attack a player, you turn orange for some odd hours. We just do it once they kill someone. We'll change them then. Yeah, basically, when you attack a player in character, you and character say you turn the orange, but we don't change your cursor. That's just... Because it changes back in about an hour. Yeah. Or so. According to it you. isn't worth the work. Yeah, with the strike system, you'll only get a change on site uh, if you straight up kill someone, or if you've got, like, I think it's the fourth time attacking someone, then it gets switched on site. Uh, but back when this whole thing with Ariel Noenthal happened, I do remember it was a full loss duel, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And also, to it's this valid. day, it our... Turn our orange. It mm -hmm. turn player yeah, our rules that. have not changed for that. <laughs> yeah, I think. That's, uh, I actually know that the rules haven't changed for that, because I remember the... Actually, I don't remember if that was a duel or not, because there was a character named Faye who killed someone. I think it was, that was the self-defense clause activating, yes, actually. Yes, because uh, the person who attacked them first went orange, and attacking an orange player does not change your own cursor, so... Exactly. Self-defense, basically. Yeah, so I was like, I was remember, like, what was the actual word for word of it? Yeah, I remember mm -hmm. now. Don't remember yeah. exactly. Anyways, let's uh, continue treading forth. What's going on with... Uh... So we've all heard the rumors of 3.0, but no one has actually had some... Outside of staff has actually had the privilege of actually knowing what is actually going to go on. So, with that being said, where, where are you guys at on it? So, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um... 3.0 is not a myth. Uh, it, it's it's a project that has been 
basically stuck in development hell for a long time, as a lot of people know. Um, there is solid work on it. It's pretty much a complete overhaul of just about every, or, or some kind of change to pretty much every system on the site right now. So mm-hmm. we are sorry that it's taking so long, but with the um, with the amount of people that we have with free time to work on it, uh, as we are all volunteers, um, it's a slow going process and things are constantly being, you know, reviewed again, triple checked, mm-hmm. um, tweaks being made even after we thought something was perfect. So, uh, you know, when it comes to the delay of you point out, it's a combination of people who have free time to do things that aren't clicking with your IRL schedule. The fact that the 3.0 GM has changed time and the time and the time and again, which has caused the fact of reworking what was left to do done beforehand, changing all that from scrap. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, so offering an explanation, not an excuse. So hopefully we will, um, it, it's something that we don't want to release in pieces because a lot of parts affect other parts uh, and we've had discussion on this in the past and mm-hmm. while we while what we're I think what we're aiming to do for the release for it um, is make the announcement get it out there um, and list out everything that's changing essentially give you guys a, a full breakdown of everything if not just have the new tutorials and stuff released um as well as maybe what i tried to do in the last major patch which is like a tldr uh (laughs) hey if you if you have this thing it's changing to this uh or just try to give people what's what's relevant to them if they don't have time to sit down and sift through all the changes uh and let that sit for a short while and give people let everybody know what Mm -hmm. all is changing but obviously with the way that threads are held like are uh, functioning in our medium uh trying to switch a system immediately uh doesn't work yeah it's um not fun to uh, get updated for so we'll kind of put everything out there let it sit get let people get adjusted to it and then we will have a a date of effectiveness to where at that point for any new threads those are the new rules going forward um but as far as what's in 3.0 um i've taken i've personally taken the back seat from working on it so much um i shifted a bit of i shifted most of my attention um putting any free time that i have really towards running the boss fight um and kind of working on developing the next one and putting my fingers in the next floor to try and get that ready and get that going um but i i don't have too much besides what things i think i've already kind of talked about i don't know if it's been talked about on the podcast before um i guess i'll just get into some detail um a leveling system change is definite that is has been finalized for uh some time now uh so there was a thread a while back where we tried to get as much community input and discussion as we could on how to fix some of the problems that we have with balancing right now and the level gap 
the huge discrepancy from people just joining the site and starting out at level one and those who have been around for a long time or who have um, you know, <laughs> done so much that the site has to offer already that they are miles ahead of those people in terms of level and combat ability. Uh, so it has steadily made boss design and things for the frontliners and, and what what you need to be a frontliner. It's been raising that bar higher and higher uh, and making it harder for us to design the bosses and cater to have more people. Um, I think with the last couple of them, it's gone okay, but there's still such a huge skew as like, what's a danger to a level, you know, 35 person, which my personal opinion, I think is a fine level to be at the front lines for the floor that we're at 23. Um, and what is a danger to a level 75 person? Hi! <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 personal experience with that. So, um, uh, I'm sure people have heard about it just because I don't think we're keeping it a secret anymore. Um, but a level cap is a thing that we are looking at pushing forward. Um, but we're not trying to screw anybody. Uh, we've definitely taken a lot of thought into how, how to keep the how to how to keep um the people who have put the most effort into their characters to feel to make sure that they don't feel like they're uh getting their character and all their hard work taken away from them um so we are definitely working to uh what's essentially going to happen i think is um that the the top will stay at the top the strongest people on the site will remain the strongest as it as it should be um but basically the the whole um power like the graph of of where everybody mm -hmm. lands in terms of power it's it's just kind of going to get squished down essentially we're going to try to do like a stat squish uh to make balance it's needed mm -hmm. um that includes a shift over to an experience system rather than skill points determining your level although you will have skill points to uh invest in your skills most of that is going to be largely unchanged um Skills are getting, some of them are getting redone, a um, little less knowledgeable on this side. We are looking to uh, definitely provide more build options. The familiar system is an overhaul that I'm very excited about because it is it's going to change familiars from being an extra equipment piece as they mm -hmm. are now functionality to where everybody has to have them to more of a dedicated build path if you would like to be a beastmaster that option is definitely open to you but there is going to be there's going to have to be some investment um and if you guys are okay with me droning on and on i can uh, <laughs> do i can i can throw out a little disclaimer um because one thing I didn't want to happen is that there's been such an in-character bond between uh, people and their familiars once we get them, even yes. if it's gotten out of necessity, right, Hestia? Yeah. Okay, um, since we're talking about me, I want to say something quick to what Hazard said in the chat. Sure. He said, like, he does he gave up on trying to reach the front lines, and I say, that's the right mentality to have, honestly. Don't try to go to the front line. What you should be doing is not... Grinding up to the front lines like I did, I'm telling you right now, that's stupid and it's a waste of your time. Because <laughs> all you're doing is just, if you don't have infinite muse like I do, let's joke about having, is it burns your muse quickly and it doesn't 
create good story at all. It doesn't. What you should be doing instead of trying to get to the front lines is you should be focusing on the story, not the levels, not the stats. That's all secondary. Focus on your story. What do you want your kids to do? Focus on that first. Focus on the goals, ideals, what they're trying to do with their life. That's the essence I want people to try to focus on instead of <laughs> this dumb leveling in stats. If you focus on the stats and the leveling, it becomes less fun for some people. I know you have people like Sealed who are a robot. So <laughs> you can't tell me otherwise. That man, it's, it's such, he's such a perfectionist in some, to some degree. Like He's such robotic in nature at some points. Aww. The, the quote, the quote sealed and the quote. No, the, 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 let me try to defend myself here. <laughs> the quote sealed in the karaoke chat once is he can mimic a vo like voices and things he does does like down to a T because he heard them before. And me, it's a joke like that. Just makes you define as a robot even better because you just mimic things that you hear. Oof. <laughs> and yeah, basically, um, the well, and something... is just like. Don't focus on levels, don't focus on stats, focus on your story, what you want to do, ignore the front lines, just do what you want to do. Eventually you get there. You don't, right. need to so, you don't need to focus that so much. Though I can though I can definitely see where people are coming from. If they want uh, being a frontliner to be a big part of their story, um, it's it's exciting to get there. But right now our there's it's like an unwritten rule of oh what level do I have to be to get to the front lines and as the highest level people keep climbing keep getting better uh, and keep improving themselves which is great it it just naturally sets that bar higher and higher so that's something that mm -hmm. I want to stop um, I don't want new players to feel discouraged or feel like it's so far off feel like it's unattainable uh, I feel like that really might be driving new people away um, so that's I, something that we're looking to do do more for inclusion. I think you mentioned today with the fact that we're having the um, I don't want to I don't want to use the term, but it's the best term to use the level requirement <laughs> to be the front yeah, liner. right. It's such a bad term, but it's the best one that fits. It's well, and because for anybody who's who's new to it, it's it they're they're left unsure. Like, well, what level should I be to? To be on an even playing field, I I want my character to be safe. Uh, you know, you you can die <laughs> in those fights. Um, and I'll always say to them, um, if you're a DPS or healer, a healer or any like any class, just be level thirty. That's all. That's all you need to be, and you can be on the front lines. I think that yeah. I think right now, um, that's a good. Uh, I guess goal to shoot for for anybody who's newer and who who wants to join the front lines as soon as they can. Um, but for for me, from a staff side of it, I I want that I want less hoops to jump through <laughs> to get you to where you want to go in the story. Um, not to undermine <laughs> anybody who's put in the effort of you know power leveling or getting to the front lines. Um, like I said, hopefully this this move to experience and a putting a level cap to help us uh, design more fair fights and um, let a, let more people participate. It's going to be more like a stat squish and less like a nerf. So uh, just kind of bring that bar down a little bit. Um, if if I can chime in on one more thing about the uh, familiars real quick. Um, if I could yeah, and, um, near ask yeah, a question. Um, I mentioned the whole thing you could be any role and be on the front lines if you find your low 30. 
It's about the point of tanks and realistically tanking front lines. <gasps> sadly, <laughs> sadly, you're a little fitting in a tank want to be the front lines. You're better off um, trying to be damaging with you know, the, the damage over time things than actually tanking. Because the way we're like, sneak peek of how we made bosses, um, <laughs> um, when we make bosses, the attacks that are meant for the tanks are meant to be very, very powerful. Something that a little Freddy should not be engaging with. <laughs> kind well, of powerful. Because, only because we tank characters are naturally building and have higher defenses than everyone mm -hmm. else. Um, I, and, and yeah, we're, we try to be as, as fair and as smart about it as we can. Um, I definitely took a look. It, it was maybe not coincidence, but all of the tanks in this current boss fight are mm -hmm. some of our high tier, highest tier players. And they're gonna uh, stay that way, because it's the logical thing to do. You have Cowrex with Achilles, which is have fun trying to kill him. <laughs> you have Sealed with his high mitigation because of unique enhancements. And then you have me or Morganstone tanking, which is the highest mid we can get at tier 3. And, well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if you mention uh, Macrodon's going to be taking a break from the front lines, mm -hmm. um, depending on how Morganstern takes this. That's oh, good right? point. In this I didn't realize that. Um, and while actually you, Hestia, I would say you'd make a clear candidate for um, stepping up to be a main tank in the mm -hmm. front lines, um, that still at least leaves one spot, so it'll be interesting to see. Um... Will, we see any, will we see any new... Uh, new I, if you're being honest with me, if I think at this point, since we're, we've actually reached the point where, um, mitigation tanks are gone, kind of, um, <laughs> in terms I think, of new players, new builds, yeah, in terms of, I think two things will happen, one or two things will happen, one, the Dodge tank comes to prominence, or two, we bump up someone that's tier two, like, um, Domars or some other tier three player that has high enoughest mid to pass. Actually, I think Zanjo would be the next tank then. Oh wow. <laughs> Which I kind of doubt at the same time because I think um, right, sealed right. would be at the logic of healer and tank impossible. Mm -hmm, it's kind of how they wouldn't have you take on both roles of being a, a tank and a Even though support. I think I think in reality I could do it with both ways, because the simple fact is I would be focusing at that point basically doing what Seal does. I <laughs> sorry, Pinball messaged me and he said hashtag let pinball tank. Yeah, he put that in the YouTube chat. <laughs> so yeah, um Yeah, basically the dots tank like pinball will come to prominence. Mm -hmm. Or they have to accept the fact that um not to let Hestia tank and support at the same time, because the fact that real life is coming into fact due to school, which I'm actually in, college, fun, right? Um, we have the third or fourth healer, I forget where it's, Ka Kaiser. Kaiser? Wanted to. <laughs> I, um, I go with Cassier, but... Cassier. I'd have, have to ask them directly, but... Yeah, Cassier, um, she's busy with school, so that's a support down, mm. which leaves Ruby, Sandra, and Hestia. So if you if you want to stick to three teams, 
either had to let Hestia tank in support, or that to move up someone who isn't Zanzer, who isn't Hestia, to become the new tank. Mm -hmm. So, that's awesome. I'm glad you brought that point up, Tan, because I didn't think about that. That's actually, I'm excited now to see this goes. <laughs> Yeah, there's I, a lot of things are gonna change uh, after this is over, but uh, I I still have a couple of things to chime in on on uh, as far as 3.0 um, mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Such if we're still on that topic. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta do that too. Okay. Um, in terms of so so we so on the topic of build paths, which is kind of where we got uh, caught up for a minute. Um, we we want to give players as much uh, as many options as we as we can um I, I feel like we've already done a fair job at pushing you know more than just the dps build uh so we've got you know we've got tanks we've got supports um though uh supports have always been kind of in a rough spot um so working on that's going to be a joint effort between skill development, uh, making those skills either better or making more of them, um, more options or um, even cheaper options so that it's uh, not so expensive to be a healer uh, in terms of SP and and from a um, monster and uh, like boss development uh, or quest development side of things because we've been so... We, we have needed for so long to rely on um, people staying safe without a dedicated player to support and heal them, so things maybe didn't hit as hard as they would. Uh, so it's it's skirting that line between making supports feel feel really useful in their own right and making it so that supports are necessary and you can't go anywhere without one because we don't exactly want to um feel that constraint either it's it's been an interesting learning process basically like game development almost uh with working some of the 3.0 systems um okay uh, mm -hmm. so you, you mentioned support so i have to mention the fun fact is we are trying to make more things for supports so which i'm which i'm personally hoping will promote actually more supports in general because at the moment, I think with um, since we have had Neo be like an absolute saint once more, and keep track of like tier one and tier two players who are doing things like in terms of builds, because he's RP'd them more than I have. Um, we have the four healers on the front line, with Cassia missing. We then have three tier one healers actually, which is to me surprising considering you know DPS mm. everywhere. With the V supports being um, Riff, Reef. Uh, it's either Riff or Rife. I believe yeah. that they clarified the pronunciation, but I just saw it in passing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's that clear. It's that character being a um, support. Then there's Frappy, who's gone MIA, and then there's um, Krista, who's usually mm. RPing with mm -hmm. um, originally, if I, I remember correctly. So, of those three people, that's. At the very least, I feel that the tier one says tier two um, event that it's all Morrison will be doing, if at least Riff Reef. First, I believe Nia said it was. Okay, Riff. Um, along from her and Krista show up, I am a hundred percent sure that the tier one says tier tier two group will do just fine. 
Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, events like that that cater uh, these kind of frontline feel um, mm-hmm. fights, if there's like, you know, boss fight or or some, you know, larger combat that's that's more elaborate than just like something you'll see in a quest, uh, delivering that to the lower level players. Um, I We used to have things like the monthly event bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, there hasn't been enough time and enough hands to have that upkeep uh but you know i'm glad that we're seeing this event to the lower oh, players to give them that experience um sorry i see something um i missed one more healer sonova mm, okay i didn't know that one um so in terms of yeah build paths we're really looking to expand on that um i i mentioned um players like koru and hidden who are already kind of established in their rogue type uh stealth builds uh right now you have to take a really specific set of skills and it Mm -hmm. takes a really big investment for that to be worth it uh so expanding on that like stealthy maybe like burst damage option um and then big thing beast tamers um changing the whole familiar system from a like a piece of equipment to a tree of skills essentially like putting points into uh your familiar and your ability to control your familiar um i don't know for sure how the skills are going to be broken out yet but um something like that so beast so beast tamers and familiars in combat might end up becoming more rare because it is it's going to change your uh a person's SP investment to kind of either split between yourself, uh, skills for you and skills for your pet, but hopefully the idea is to balance out in combat that you like you working together with your familiar. Um, you know, there's no loss there. You're not you're not gimping both of you uh, as opposed to being um, a more powerful uh, single player. Uh, and so my last note, I was talking about how a lot of people, though familiars seem to be a necessity, have a strong in character bond with their familiars. I know Hesty can vouch for that. I can vouch for that. I love my familiar. Oh goodness. You don't uh, know. I know. So a quick disclaimer: we are not taking anybody's familiar away. Um, if you do not want to invest your points when this whole change rolls out. Uh, it's not like anybody who doesn't put their points into, I'll just call it, like, familiar handling. I don't know what it's going to be called. Uh, but this, like, this skill that improves your familiar and, uh, their stats that they will probably have. Uh, if you don't invest points into that, we're not taking your familiars away from you. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to have it blocked out as two separate systems kind of and we're gonna have you know familiar your beast tamer your uh invest points to make your your uh, familiar able to participate in combat and be and be better in combat for whatever kind of role you want them to have uh as well as i want to call it a pet system basically at the start of of 3.0's release with this specific mechanic going out if you already had a familiar it's it's kind of just going to be reclassified as a pet uh and it's just it's going to be vanity obviously with us rewarding sp investment for familiars in combat they're not going to have any more combat bonuses or mechanical bonuses but we're not we're not stripping away your your precious pets don't worry (laughs) 
Not yet, at least. My precious lion. <laughs> oh, not yet! Oh! Sharky, no! <laughs> Shark, no! Sharky, no, we'll please, no! I love my, we'll I love my lion boy! <laughs> yeah, damn. The thing is, I love my familiar so much because I finally found a personality that makes me love him all the, all the time. Aw, cute. Oh, familiar mastery. Thank you, Black. That's a good word for it. Really Ooh, and cool. also, um, speaking of, like, feds and topics that, that were happen meant to be mentioned 10 to 20 minutes ago, <laughs> um, I'm doing a fed with the new player Black, and I think, in all honesty, if I, if I, if I ever want to, I think I'm going to have Hestia take him on as an apprentice if he'd be cool with that. Because, by Ooh. golly, I, I give him my tier 1 gear, and he's just, as he's been stating in the chat, he's been killing it with my weapon. He's, it's a... Sword of and a sword and steel with paralyzed enhancements on them. And he's been getting so freaking lucky with them. <laughs> the point is like he's been like, yep, this sword I'm I want the sword. <laughs> oh, um so sorry yeah, um skimming through uh, I see Black um speaking of him mentioning in the chat, uh which kind of leads me back to uh th 3.0 discussion and maybe kind of a question I wanna pose to the community. Um he he asked specifically about the need for curved a rank and curved sword in order to use the two-handed katana weapon. Um, I, I understand where that rule came from as a as a cannon mechanic. Uh, mm -hmm. Katana required investment in curved sword. Now I cannot confirm if we're removing that and making katana just kind of be its own thing. Maybe we will put a little bit more effort into it. We, we might keep the um, need for a katana acquisition thread or something, uh, because the idea was it was supposed to be a little bit more rare than some of the other uh, weapon types. I'm not positive one way or the other if we are removing that completely. It's all TBD uh, right will... now. What is it? TBD. To be determined. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say some sneak peek. We are bringing back a couple of weapon types that were previously removed. Uh, um, so yeah, and I know a few people are going to be very happy with these weapons coming back. Yeah, although unfortunately they were removed so long ago, I'm pretty sure most of the people watching have no clue what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, um, most likely. So I'll just come out and say it. Uh, a while ago we had whip and uh, it was called Wild Dance, which were essentially claw weapons. Not quite, not quite martial arts, but uh, uh, similar with a uh, claw-type weapon on your hands. Uh, those were a couple of sword types and sword skills that we had, uh, and those those were previously removed. Uh, I believe the reasoning was because they were essentially copy-paste versions of other. Um, sword art styles, they didn't have their own functionality. Um, and... Yeah, at that time, they just didn't fit well in the system. Mm-hmm. Okay, clone him. So, um, bringing those back, uh, they are definitely getting more attention in terms of the sword art list. Uh, so they'll have kind of more of their own niche, and as well as just the flavor, I'm sure a lot of people liked playing when when it was around, liked playing with those types of uh, weapons, just adding a different combat flair. Uh, so those will be coming back. Uh, but a question I wanted to kind of pose to the community, something that we have been thinking about in 3.0 development, um, is the original plan for sword art and 
the main one of the main combat overhauls was actually removing the energy system um, we were looking at doing. Um, we, we've been talking about putting uh, sword arts on a cooldown system rather than having this extra resource to manage. And that comes with some pros and some cons. Um, obviously, I can't go... I, I don't have the full details to go over, and it'd probably take too long. Um, it'd take of... a long, <laughs> Right, so so I'll just give uh, our reasoning behind doing that. Um, I, I would argue that it makes it a little bit easier with, another, with uh, removing the resource that you have to track. You wouldn't have to keep track of your energy anymore, and it would completely remove the whole energy cost concept of things. Although, I can see how that balances out with, well, now I have to keep track of my cooldowns on my sword arts. Um, Itzel has put a ton of work into expanding on sword arts in general. I think whether or not that change does go through. Um, there's things like chain arts, um, where you can chain together different sword arts uh, into something a little bit different um, and really just giving a little bit more freedom in combat style and definitely in writing style um, it, it also would uh, alleviate one big thing which is spamming your highest level sword art uh, for each attack. Uh, Hello, all the footliners! <laughs> uh, I think that was a major consideration in doing that. It, it basically gives people a reason and, in fact, a need to switch off of their uh, highest level sword art and maybe fall kind of into some kind of a rotation or seeing see what's the most useful thing that they can do at the time with what they have uh, on and off cooldown. Um, so I kind of wanted to pose that to the community. I know, unfortunately, you don't have the full details in front of you, but just as a concept, like, what do you guys think about that? Do you, do you like the energy system as it is? Do you think it's perfect? Um, are there other flaws in it that you would rather have addressed instead? Or uh, are you interested in uh, putting sword arts and and empowered attacks like that on a cooldown to to balance uh, the use of them in combat. What do you think? And if you oh. think that uh, some things can be improved or changed or created, feel free to apply to the systems team. I know Isil is looking for new uh, for new members for his team in order to get more development done system wise. And on that same note, we're also looking members for the Lord Development team, so go ahead and contact Aerith if you're interested. Also, if, you, if you're wondering why you always say um, it's too much to go into, just for context, the Feet.0 <laughs> Google Docs is like 150 pages. Yeah, it's that, that includes basically an overview and suggested tweaks and mm -hmm. planned tweaks for every part of the system, so lots of notes, lots of discussion back and forth. Oh boy. This is why we always say like, oh, we just need to do overviews when we try to discuss a new thing that we want to do. Do you uh, guys, because it's, it's a lot, just for one topic <laughs> each time. Now, Grant, yeah, you gotta so... think that uh, 3.0 has also been developed for, what, two years now? Two and a half? <sighs> Oof, a long <sighs> time. It's it's changed hands, and in that time, it's completely different from what it first started out as um, when Takao and Balder were the main people working on it who were on the project before I was. Um, they, the leveling system, I think, is the only thing that's kind of stood that test of time, uh, mm. though it has... It, it's it's gone through some different drafts it's not exactly the same 
Um, uh, and I think the crafting system, while it's not the same, it's similar to what it's the same kind of concept i think they were going for it's been developed differently but as it changes hands and it's got more people working on it more ideas to throw around and the more discussion to make things as good as we can um it's it's evolved each almost each and every time mm -hmm. i think one of the big things for people know that has helped when you were a gmt the fact that it's all sewed up Oh, he was a ma and has been a massive uh, driving force behind 3.0 to the point that I'm afraid it might have burned him out a bit. Um, he did so much to it. I cannot praise him enough for how much effort he's put into 3.0 as a project. Um, when I took over it, um, I, I had like three sections of the system that were like halfway in development <laughs> it's all it's all came on the systems team started working on stuff expressed interest in 3.0 and within i think a week he had an entire document written up where he took community suggestions and discussion um he he looked at every part of the rules as they are now and put them in a place for us to go over everything, um, you know, what we'd like, what we don't like, what the community has told us that they want to see, and goodness, that guy has put in a lot of effort, so mad props to him. Yeah, definitely having it still take over from that, as a, in charge of systems, was probably our better move, as he's worked hard and really shown that he cares for it. Mm -hmm. But on that note of burnout, um, like you mentioned, Shark, always we could use more help um all the staff is volunteers and with you know college and um just life being a big part <laughs> uh we we put what free time that we have into the site but we can always use more uh heads we could always use more ideas and more help uh you said to you said it's the main point of contact for uh someone who wants to know more about the systems team and what what else was it that we were looking for the lore development team, done by Aerith. because right now there's only Aerith, uh spencer and lesser and, lesser. and uh, spencer I forgot Spencer oh, switched gosh. over. Mm -hmm. He did switch teams from uh, systems development to lore development. So if you guys have liked things like the murder mystery uh, threads, uh, if you want to see any more of that, they are a brand new section of staff and have much room to grow. So if you want to, if you have any ideas for that, you want to contribute, you want to be a part of that, for sure, contact Era. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and basically. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Uh, when it comes to the whole plot team thing, right now they're doing the murder mystery for the focus of it, but they have in mind already a stocked list of other plot things in mind, which is mm -hmm. actually quite impressive. And I'm sure they could use a hand with it, so... Yeah, especially with the fact that um, Aerith could always need... I think, realistically, as it is right now, trying to make at least balance... Oh, I say quote-unquote balanced. Um... It's like maybe like a fourth or a fifth member, so that they can have ideas to know. Okay, if this person goes missing, this person fills in that slot. If that person goes missing, they fill in that slot, and like have that kind of system where they can post as need be as the plot master account in case someone mm -hmm. goes off on right. vacation or life happens. Mm -hmm. So, so it, like, go ahead, oh, keep so, going. You're good. Also, I was gonna sorry, I just, I just realized since we're talking about 
requirements for staff, the idea for a plot team member is to join the plot team, you basically need to show us that you can nail RPing amazingly. Well, good enough, you know, good enough. By, and you can do this by showing us a fed you've done, where you think you've done amazing with terms of like a story you've done, or present to Aerith, the, the plot team guy, a, a plot in mind or story you've done or want to give like, have this idea in your mind. Basically so that you can create plots, can write out thoughtful writings and stuff like that. Again, it might be hyperboling a bit too much, possibly. But basically trying to show you have the skills necessary to do RPing enough for these plots to get them be amazing for the community. Believe good enough. Again, I'm trying to not hyperbole too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, in regards to what Neo said, do we have a, a more specific app or plot team yet? Uh, if you go into that interested in joining staff blog entry, and that lists all the different SAO RPG staff teams, uh, underneath floor development, there is floor lore and quest team, that's just floor creation, and then underneath there is plot team, and that's going to be the team that you want to see information for. So, uh, moving on, just we got another couple more things to talk about here before we start winding down the stream. Um, for those of you who are new, uh, or those of you who have been here a while and just forgot, uh, quick update, we do have a Minecraft server. If you're interested in knowing more about that, like progress-wise, go ahead and feel free to message me. I can get you that information. And uh, we are looking for devs for that, so if you're interested for that, contact me and we can get to uh, getting you more information. So we have had a few questions come in and over the course of the past week. Uh, one of them was uh, a lot to talk about within the, with the boss fight, uh, with the unexpected direction. Uh, well, we've already gotten most of that, but uh, so Baldur has sent a couple that we've already discussed. And then uh, Hazado or Hazard in the chat earlier today. What would you find easier to kill? A monster or a human? Hestia? And by this by this I think he means like mob creatures. And when it comes down to it, I think it's always easier to kill a monster. Because when it comes to human type mobs, you can RP them out in the case of Tan Boss, make them have emotions, feelings, goals, and ideals. That can like check the human mind just long enough to have like he has an in character to actually strike them. And can create for interesting RP in terms of characters, like having to deal with humanoid en enemies if you try to do it that that kind of route. Mm -hmm. Um, one of uh, Baldur's first question actually, what have we learned from this fight and what will we take with us to the next one? Um I do actually have uh, something to add to that. Uh, I mentioned that there's been a lot of takeaway from this fight as uh, Floor 22 was my first experience with uh, being involved in a boss fight or running them. Um, <laughs> one thing uh, I would like to quickly apologize to the frontliners. Um, with Floor 22, we had um, some shared uh, ownership and management of the boss, um, but this one has been completely on me, um, and I realize uh, it's I bit off more than I could chew. Um, I'm trying my best to uh, power through it without it taking ages, <laughs> but I, I know that uh, I have 
Um, I, I feel like I'm probably disappointing some people with how slowly it's going because floor clearing as it, in itself is um, a really lengthy process. Um, so I'm going to try to power through it best I can. Um, thank you guys for being so patient with me. Um, and I really hope the quality uh, of it as it's come out so far and by the time it ends and our wrap up of it um, will be worth it. But that's something that I'm taking with me. I really will be um, reaching out for help. Um, Hakora was a big help with developing the Floor 24 boss up to this point. And like I said, I believe he did some good work on the floor itself. Uh, so with him, with unfortunately with him stepped down, I will be looking for um, more help on running the fight. <laughs> so I will have at least uh, a solid backup so we can keep things moving at a good pace. Um, and one last thing to chime in on that is uh rotations actually balder himself had uh given some good feedback and a suggestion to to uh, for a different way to handle uh, boss rotations partially from some of his old experience as staff when that system went into place and i'm actually looking to implement that so um kind of a sneak peek i don't have anything in writing yet and i plan on you know, properly drafting it up and having the rules around boss raid rotations change officially in between this fight ending and the next one starting. Um, a little bit more chaotic on the surface, <laughs> but I really, I really believe it will help things run more smoothly. And that is to, rather than break up actions into uh, each party going separately and having a boss turn in between that, um, we are looking at what he had proposed previously, which is essentially a, a boss's turn and then the player's turn. Now, parties, party composition and party rules will stay the same. Uh, it's not just going to be a cluster of people <laughs> that can all, you know, there's not just going to be one tank amongst the, amongst the entire raid. Um, oh god, I'm just imagining someone trying to use, like, field medic Oh, no, yeah, not so chaotic on the surface, but I think uh, in the details of it, not that bad. Um, and essentially, the boss will be designed to, of course, withstand the uh, punishment from an entire raid group going in a single yeah. rotation. Um, they're, they're just going to be designed differently so that they can handle that. Uh, and of course, they will have a number of actions corresponding to how many parties that there are. Like I said, all those rules are going to stay the same, um, but uh, you you could see like attacks going out to each different party. There's there's essentially going to be a lot going on on the boss's turn, rather than breaking it up to for every one player's turn, the boss gets four turns. <laughs> um, I believe that this will help things run more quickly. Uh, at worst, you might a, a frontliner might be waiting a couple, three days, maybe, uh, depending on how we handle the timer of giving everyone to post. Uh, RP I... will be chaotic for sure, because oh, yeah. you've got so many people posting at the same time. Uh, pros and cons, but I think overall it's going to help them run uh, smoother, people will have more to do, uh, and they won't be waiting 
so long for their turn in the way that we have it now. We've just never had this many people attending a boss fight before. Uh, so that's a big And they'll only get me. bigger. <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, um, the, you know, the mentioned the chat, Twitch chat has been amazing. Um, oh, so I'm just tabbing over to it. You guys are so sweet. Yeah, you guys yeah, are fantastic. Up to, they they, they really gave active. you all the support, Tay. Oh, thank you guys so and much. And Zanja also mentioned that she liked the idea of the um, rotation system, which I had to awesome. agree with. I, I, I like the idea of the rotation system when I was explained to it thoroughly. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> when, when I first heard of it, I felt like, wait, so you're saying all the players go, then the boss. Hmm. And then, you, then I explained to it with more detail. I was like, oh, that makes more sense. I actually like this now. Mm-hmm. Um... Shoot, go ahead. <laughs> I lost. I've lost my place. My brain stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, since I, I just answered my question, the question now that Taeyeon started, um, things we take away from the boss. Well, begin with. I guess I'll start with Bialis, since I was one of the people that took took one or took one over one of the range for that. Mm-hmm. And I think... <laughs> sorry, Rain's <laughs> unicorn boss. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, when I took over the reins for the Bialis fight, um, I think one of the major things I've learned right away was I was not, I think it was more so the fact that I I thought to myself I had to love the Taeon standards of posting. <laughs> so I was, I had to learn very quickly, like, okay, how do RIP actually good? <laughs> Oh goodness, don't even. Um, it's it's like you mentioned with something like Death Adder, when one entity is changing hands and has to be role played out by more than one person, that's hard. <laughs> um, or at least it definitely can be, especially if you are working between people who just naturally have very different writing styles. Um, but... Which is evident between you and me right away. <laughs> uh... I, I do third person. I do first. You do third person, and you. Write a freaking novel for every post. <laughs> hey, when it comes to the Bialis fight, there's only so many ways that I can write horse noises. So <laughs> thank you for your help. <laughs> uh, that that always happy to can to allow my infinite muse to deal with this slog of a horse noise. Oh goodness, and. Uh, hopefully we can alleviate that in the future, because obviously not every boss is going to be a, a council of humanoid um, monsters with, uh, you know, more emphasis on... I did not expect this to be as controversial as it ended up being. <laughs> uh, but, with, but with a hint at consciousness, you know, that, that AI mm -hmm. that, that will talk back to you or something like that. That's, that's at least the impression I was going for. Uh, if uh, oh, Beta might have gotten out of hand a little bit, um, <laughs> but this uh, so so Zandra um, asked to clarify if everybody with with my proposal for the new way to handle raid rotations, um, if everybody will attack and there won't be a designated party order, that is correct. Um, keep in mind, I I have nothing written down, so I plan to write all this up, uh, formally submit it, staff will review it as a whole, so it's going to go through all the checks and balances it needs to before becoming official. Um, this is just the system as I have it in my head and how I want it to work, so we'll see if that's exactly how it ends up. Um, but essentially, when it comes to the player's turn in that raid rotation, 
yes. Uh, <laughs> chaotic, but uh, otherwise there's not much of a difference of what we're doing right now, uh, because otherwise we'd be giving um, Group A 48 hours to post, or, you know, whatever the timer may be. Um, and it gives each... It, it, it extends the player's turns by that many number of days. Um, that's why I say RPing will be kind of difficult. Hopefully there will be enough out-of-character communication if somebody says, oh, I really want to interact with this player this turn, or, um, you know, kind of get an idea of what they want to do out beforehand. Uh, so it might be a little less hectic, um, and I would unfortunately argue against, like, double posting in that area of time. But hopefully with things moving faster, you will get a chance to respond to somebody that might have gone after you uh, in the rotation last turn, so there won't be such a huge gap in all the things that happened since your last turn. And Zanja brought a point that I know Itzel likes to mention when you bring up this rotation system, Taeon. The fact that there's a possibility of less personalized posting for people's actions. You didn't, you didn't need of that. Everyone's posting a lot, like 20 to 30 people, let's say. You right. can't acknowledge all 20 to 30. Right, and that is, and I mean, that is true even in the current boss fight. Um, I've tried to get as much interaction out as I can, uh, and definitely some posts were longer than others, as uh, I tried to take everyone that I either, that either interacted with one of the characters directly to give them that response and acknowledge them as best that I could, uh, or if I had a really good idea for something that I wanted to do to incite some interaction, uh, I would poke at those players specifically. Um, so that's kind of happening now, but I, I, I see what you mean. Hopefully I will, uh, you know, there won't be uh, a novel written for every boss post, uh, but I will try to, you know, I'll, and I'll be communicative with uh, anybody else who is running the boss as well. Um, we're not going to be able to reply to everything that happens uh and and everyone but that's kind of the case right now so hopefully it'll just pan out well really is what i'm hoping for yeah yeah something to be the roll back to my answering the question because <laughs> mm -hmm. i only said part i only said the part for by now i'll take now I'll take away from tanyan's boss yeah they were on such opposite spectrums as far as just like mm -hmm. the design of it um when it comes uh, to the takeaway, at least for myself and Itzel, since we usually work on things together, we've kind of taken take away the idea of every boss is able to communicate with players, but there will need to be at least some functionality for the idea of like role-playing abilities as, as our term for it, like things that are meant to invoke and like prod at the players, be like, opportunities you can do if you feel like it, it's kind of meant we've been be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of mix those two questions uh, when it comes to takeaway from these boss fights and humanoid versus monster, uh, monstrous uh, enemies and, and bosses, um, I will say, at least for the immediate future, I think this council may be, for now, the most complex when it comes to how they function and how they interact with players. Um, I do feel like I might have gone a little bit overboard. I'm happy with where it, where it ended up, but um, I need to be sure that uh, it it's still a fact that, that you guys are fighting 
a monster. You guys are still fighting a programmed uh, enemy. Enemy, yeah. It's, it's you're not actually fighting a bunch of players. Um, so that was a good learning experience for me. Um, I'm happy with how I kind of stirred things up a bit with it. Uh, but <laughs> I think I think in the future, if we have, which I I want us to, and I'm sure we will, have other humanoid bosses, they may not be quite as free thinking or um they may be a bit more limited in their responses maybe uh, i don't have keep nothing in mind here i have no uh, no boss concepts in front of me um but i think Ew. i i think i would vote for that at least if it's of my design yeah yeah when it comes to again takeaway for boss design i it's all it's obviously taking the, the biggest route of like Creating abilities for bosses to, even if they're like a beast and can't formally speak per se per se, they have the like abilities meant to allow RP, 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 stuttering, fun. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> can actually, um, have fun. Well, I myself enjoy the idea of the more humanoid bosses because, because by golly, they're fun. And I, <laughs> and thinking of that, actually, in my free time, I've created a Eventually, so to the rest of staff when I feel like when I feel like it's good enough in my eyes. And you were cutting out a bit there. You said you design, you're designing, or have designed a was it a floor boss? Floor. I've worked with Fitzol to make sure I could make it all good. <laughs> with the boss, basically, with the boss. Okay, with the floor. I'm mean, gonna mm -hmm. go for the floor more so, because <laughs> boss. Okay. Is... Yeah, with the floor's idea being like a musical style. Floor. As you know, that'd be interesting. Yeah, and and I made sure to make sure everything is kind of music centric. It's, mm -hmm. Might be like uh... more like a chill kind of floor, but the boss being not anything I've seen so far that could be considered similar by any stretch of the. Mm. Yeah, I definitely think that that's a theme I have not heard of before in the previous ones um for yeah for me with bias being one side of the spectrum and the council being a, a complete other uh, i hope to strike a nice balance between those in the future uh, any other monstrous bosses we want to keep from being a mindless hit it till it dies as, as the <laughs> term has been dies. <laughs> as the term has been thrown out but um Yeah, when, <laughs> when it comes to bosses, there's the whole hit it till dies mentality, which was what the raid was becoming for the very shortest amount of time for one rotation. Then here did the thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and while I like oh. the mechanics that Bialis had in it, um, of course, with the council being something that I had been working on longer, um, there were so there are so many mechanics in this fight, um, and I am I'm a fan of being transparent um, when it at least at least in the aftermath. Um, I find that the drastic turn that the raid has taken and this kind of like almost like alternate ending kind of thing actually ends up fitting um you guys aren't with with how things are playing out uh you guys aren't actually going to see an entire uh different mechanic that i had planned out in a certain situation uh so yeah. i 
<laughs> so with me, with me playing behind the scenes, I feel like having designed this boss to have things that trigger on so many different outcomes, I kind of like that it ended up this way because even though I could have never planned for it, it kind of fits. Like, I want to think that the design of this boss, even in the video game, um, it, it's it's just a fight that could have multiple resolutions to it. So that, that kind of ended up taking an interesting turn that luckily fit with the design as a whole when looking at it. Yeah, well, it looks like uh, it's about time to start wrapping this up. I do want to say a giant thank you to everyone who came here and watched and interacted with us. Um, I will say that uh, if you did like this and would like to be on the show, we will accept call-ins next episode. So there is a call-in section on the Discord uh, underneath the podcast for, uh, area. So if you're interested in asking us questions and seeing if we want to debate live on the show, then please feel free to uh, hop in that voice channel. If we see you, we'll pull you in. Uh, beside, and, go ahead. Sorry, I just want to, I just want to make sure this is heard before. Awesome. We enjoy getting as many questions as we can to answer thing. So make sure to send as many as you can think of, and we'd happily answer anything that we get sent to us. Yeah, absolutely. I do make notifications or uh, ask for questions about a week in advance. Uh, so if you have any for the next episode, stay tuned to that status update by me as well as post in the podcast corner which is the blog section that I created for up-to-date information regarding the podcast so uh, stay tuned to the weekly link if you want more information of anything that we discussed today feel free to message us and we can get you that information until then stay tuned to the site calendar and information posted in the discord as well as on the site and pay attention to when we're live next uh, I'm thinking about doing a gaming uh, event tonight so if you're interested in that message me and we'll take it from there any uh, final shout outs guys uh, just, just thank you everyone thank you again to our donors uh, who keep the site running um, and thanks to everybody who is participating. Like I've seen the community grow and evolve, and the amount that people get invested um, is always inspiring. Uh, so I love to see all the new people and all the old people pushing on with new stories. It's great. I love it. I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and for myself, as Sykes said, Pay attention to the link, weekly link. Feel free to send questions to Vare or to Strike when he makes the um, the thing about it. Or you can send me questions if you, if you feel like it. I'll make sure to write them down for the next podcast. Hestia, signing out of the game. Bye bye.